Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's an in-memoriam episode. Hooray! Yes, oh. hooray indeed. Uh, well, well, we're celebrating the life of a pretty phenomenal actor this week. Uh, so, hooray, I'm going to say, is appropriate, uh, if, if a little morbid. Uh, it's Robbie Coltrane. Uh, Robbie Coltrane sadly passed away. Uh, last month, um, at the age of 72, uh, most famous for uh, Cracker, I would say. Yeah. That's probably his big thing. Hmm. There's not, no other like big multi-film franchise that he was in. Yeah, no. Where nothing. he played a beloved role. What? Um, oh, wait, yes, that's yeah. right. He was Hagrid in oh, them yeah. Harry Potter films. Um, we did consider doing the first Harry Potter film. But everyone has seen the first Harry Potter film. It's one of those, we like... We still haven't found it. But yeah. If there's anybody out there who hasn't seen the first Harry Potter film and you want to be on a podcast, let us know. Yeah, it's, I think, I think <laughs> we're just... I mean, someone that was born the year this podcast started might get to an age soon where... I mean, Maisie was nine when she was first on this. So, True. So, yeah, we'll, we'll wait a few years. We'll get a nine-year-old that hasn't seen it. We'll be like, right, we'll make them watch it. It'll be the child of one of your regular podcasters that's true and they'll yes. just not let them watch it yeah that's that's the arrangement we have in place yes just just for these big films um <laughs> so unfortunately though robbie coltrane passed away before we could raise a child that hadn't seen the film uh, so instead we're going to watch uh, maybe the film that is most responsible for bringing him to the attention of americans and of the world outside of britain in general um mm. which was the 1990 comedy nuns on the run classic starring robbie coltrane and eric idol uh oh. jo- joining me as always we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not our guest who has not seen the film it's dr ellen sears hi steven how are you dr ellen i'm pretty good good anything exciting been happening lately uh we bought a house. We're we, sitting in the house. Yes. That's I, nice. Oh, actually, this is the first one we've recorded in the in the new house. Yeah, because mostly we've been recording elsewhere because yes. the house is still a bit of a mess. It, that's uh, okay. And it remains a bit of a mess, but we now have like a square meter of table space. That so. isn't taken up by mirrors cups, and cups. Egg cups. Yeah. Uh, very old cookbooks. There's so many egg cups. Mm. Yeah. And I don't eat eggs. Dear listeners. Which is, yeah. These are odd. all egg cups. Okay, so I'm intolerant to sugar. So growing up for Easter, they had to try and find creative things to give me because they couldn't give me chocolate. So I got a lot of egg cups for boiled eggs and I got a lot of like plushies, like Cute. stuffed toys, like bunnies and mm. ducks and stuff. Uh, yeah, I used to get a lot of Easter themed paraphernalia mm. <laughs> instead of chocolate because I couldn't eat the chocolate. Did you <laughs> find that it was a bit taunting though? It's like you can't have these eggs. Have Honestly, I would you. rather get... Um, like an egg cup, then get carob because carob is yeah, disgusting. Fair point. Uh, and that was my options in the nineties. It was like, do you want carob or do you want nothing? And I was like, I want nothing. And they'd go, well, we feel bad now because you don't get. Occasionally, I'd get the sugar eggs. I'm, I'm sugar mm. and milk. I'm intolerant to sugar and milk. Um, but chocolate is worse because it's the combination of the both of them. Mm. The sugar eggs, like the candy eggs, you can get a slightly less bad. They just mm. make my nose run and make me feel gross. Yes. Worth it. Make me really sick. Anyway, you might be thinking, listener, that this is going on a while and not appropriate, but it is about Easter, and this film does have nuns in the title, so I think it's it's highly okay. Sure, I'll pay that. Yeah, it's, uh, that's absolutely a link. Sure. Yes. Uh, so, so you've not seen Nuns on the Run. What, I haven't. What do you know about it? I now know that Eric Idle's in it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's from 1990, mm-hmm. and that Robbie Coltrane. That, that's literally it. I have that's no it. idea. I've never seen this film. I have no, to my knowledge, I hope this isn't one that I watch. That I'm like, oh wait, I think I would remember. Mm. 
I think I already remember having watched it. No, I have I have no concept of what this is. Okay. <laughs> and uh, your your thoughts on on Robbie Coltrane as a, as a performer? He was great. He did some really good stuff. I haven't seen like loads and loads of his stuff. Um, I think probably the thing I'm most familiar with him is um, Harry Potter and a few other little bits and pieces, like a few TV things and whatever else that I've seen over the years. But he just seemed like a like a like a like a nice dude. And I love the fact that he did Harry Potter because he had relatives who were like, if you don't do this we're disowning you. <laughs> like, if you don't do, like, how dare you? Because he's like, oh, I don't know if I'll do it. It seems like a silly kids thing. And they were like, no, you have to do it. Or we're never speaking to you again. Right. And they talked him into it. And then he did it. And he was great. Like, he was mm. just perfect Hagrid. He was Excellent. so great. Well, also joining us, uh, someone who has seen this film. And I'm going to say has probably seen most things that Robbie Coltrane <laughs> has done. It's Tegan Mulvaney. Doctor Tegan Mulvaney. Yes. Yay. Just make me a doctor. Doctor Asterix. Honorary. Tegan Mulvaney. Yeah. You're an honorary doctor. <laughs> we can give out honorary doctorate. Can we? I, I, I'm going to say Let's we can. Let's just say that we yeah. can. What are we giving Sweet. Tegan an honorary doctorate in? Oh. Um, Telling the same stories on the podcast uh, over and over no, again. No, I'm going to put it in uh, Rick Mail. That's, yeah. that's what your honorary doctorate is in. Zick. Yes. Doctor Wit. Um, Doctor. Uh, Robbie, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Um, I, the reason that we got you on for this is because, of course, uh, you, you love all things uh, 80s British comedy. And uh, Robbie Coltrane got got his start in that. He did. I, I knew him best from, obviously, Harry Potter and things like that. But um, he's in all the comic strip presents um, mm. pieces, which went over the 80s and the 90s. So that's where he kind of mixed in with those guys mm. um my f- he's in f- like five go mad in dorset which is their first one he play he just plays random women and gypsies through mm. the whole thing he's always like the, the ring-in character on the side mm. um he's the coolest yeah he was in the young ones mm. he was in like he was always those big characters he was in blackadder blackadder absolutely yeah. like mm. yeah and it was always exciting when he was on because you knew you were going to get a big character, lots of bra- like brazen humor, was, kind of like Rick Mayo. Was he one of? Um, was he in Frasier? Was he one of the the brothers? I can't of, of the, 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 I forget her name now, but the the, the girl oh, uh, that was not Fran. No, Daphne. Daphne. Yeah, she had like Mancunian brothers, and I'm pretty sure Robert Carl Robert Carlyle plays the one that we Robert can't. Robert Carlyle. Not Robert Carlyle. Robbie, Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane. I don't know if Robert Carlyle was also in it. Yeah, Begbie. <laughs> no, uh, Robbie Coltrane, I think, just turns up and goes, hey, baby, 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 that, like, just that makes nonsense work. Sounds basically <laughs> probably what happened. That's most of his characters yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, nuns on the run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Full disclosure, I have seen this before. Mm-hmm. I was nine, but, mm. I, but I have seen it. Yeah. So that fun, counts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fun, yeah. fun, fun memories? Um, do you, I watched it because it was a massive Monty Python fan mm-hmm. and watched the catalogues of all of the other Pythons. So, that, like, what they did after Monty Python. So, like, so, Baron Munchausen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, all the Terry Gilliams, all of those yeah. things. I went through um, just a phase through early childhood and then on from there about making sure I'd seen everything. Mm. That's why I, when I first watched A Fish Called Wander and why I've seen stupid things like clock watches and mm-hmm. clockwise and stuff like that. Um but I do remember this. I, I do remember this just being fun, and it, I rewatched it. Used to go to Ranger Video, get Nuns in the Run out from the Geraldton Video Shop, because um, it was just silly. Mm. It's just what you expect. It's probably not a great film for the nineties. It's I think it, I, I vaguely remember it's quite mm. quite eighties in its style and mm. humor. So maybe it should have been made two to three years prior to mm. when it was made, but. 
I don't know. Watching Eric Idle and Robbie Coltrane just piss fart around on stage in habits is pretty funny. Excellent. Well, with all that being said, shall we watch Nuns on the Run? Yes. Yes. Jesus, yes. Okay. God bless. Everyone. Uh, for, for those of you listening at home, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare for the Immaculate Deception as we watch Nuns on the Run. That was the that was from the ad. Yep, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. But the alternative. You can pretend that you made that up. The, al- the alternative was going to be me singing uh, Nuns on the Run, but to Fox on the Run. No, I was like, nuns on the run. <laughs> I was thinking, nuns on the run. Oh, there's that version as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it was better we didn't do that. True. I'm glad that that's not on tape. So this shouldn't be on. No, 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 no. No, it's not. no one's going to hear And welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Nuns on the Run. Hallelujah. And I'm joined once again by Tegan Mulvaney. Praise the Lord. And Dr. Ellen Sears. Hello. Uh, Ellen, that was your first time <laughs> watching Nuns on the Run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you think? Oh, that was very silly. It was fun. It mm. was fun. It was a little slow at the beginning. I was like, when's it going to start getting interesting? And then I was like, oh, this is just like one of those very, very long setup type things. Mm. When did it get interesting for you? I'm curious. Um... Oh, yeah, probably probably when the big heist started going. Yeah, so like when the car bomb went off. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it had started to pick up before that because mm. like in the first little bit and they were just like, oh, we're having a bad day. It's like, oh, we're robbing a bank. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, I think I think probably the car bomb scene or just before that was when it started to really get going when it was like, we're going like, to... They obviously had like a lot of chess pieces at the beginning. Mm. And they were kind of placing them all out. And I, see, I was like, I just kind of want to see you throw them into the blender already. Like, I'm ready for this. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was okay, fun. Good, good. Uh, Tegan, yeah, you were nine. You said the last time you saw this. Yeah. Um, how was it as a as a slightly older than nine year old coming back to it? Um, I enjoyed. I think like forty percent of it. Yeah. And then I was okay with the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. I never hated it. No. I-, I did notice that my I always give myself. I'm like. Mm. You, instinctively what would I score this at certain points for the movie mm. and that kept going down oh. <laughs> as the movie went on. Yeah. I quite like the monotony of the humour at the start. I was yeah. like, oh, this feels very Python, mm. very silly. The idea of a bank job and, you know, not liking the bank job and then it's surprise, surprise, it's a heist and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that um, was quite funny. That, that tickled me because mm. I, I don't think I got that when I was younger mm. and watching it. Um it was it was fine, and then it got boring. Yeah, I I I, I enjoyed this, mm. but I it was w- pleasant. It was pleasant, but at no point was I like, oh, what's going to happen to Brian and Charlie? I was like, I know this is like, car- like carry on the bank happen. job. Yes. Like it's yes. it's got a very carry on feel. I know it's going to happen. I, I think it's better than a carry on film. I will say that. Totally. And I think there are some real elements of quality, uh, particularly in performances, which we'll mm. get to. I didn't expect to laugh out loud as many times as I did. Yeah. There was Genuine, genuine good stuff. Lols. Yeah, it is good. But I, I, I agree that whilst I think you do need that setup time to to establish the danger that the characters mm. of Brian and Charlie are in, like they literally dispose of the body of a friend in the first five minutes. But it did, those bits didn't feel consequential. I didn't believe the threat of 
the boss of Casey. He was quite an unthreatening looking boss. Yeah. It didn't matter how much she talked like this. Yeah. He if it wasn't been, very threatening. If it had been Bob Hoskins or Gary Oldman, it yeah. would have been completely different. Or the dude from Snatch. Yeah. Like it needed to be the feet of to pigs guy. Also, it needed like some like old, crusty mm. Stephen Burkoff from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Like some, that sort of old, crusty Englishman look, not yeah. some young rapscallion with who is like curls. why why are people like following this guy i feel like he was like the boss's kid yeah like yeah, yeah you did. have this branch of the thing you look after this yeah, yeah. and it was yeah because the thing is is it felt like a bit of a low rent grand theft auto cutscene oh. at, at certain times yeah a little bit and whilst i know that obviously setting up the crime world is not the key the, like, the big thing for this film I, I think it actually undercut what would have been I think additional humor of having these characters of of Brian and Charlie uh, both wanting to get out of the game, mm. uh, and particularly where you know Brian, as played by Eric Idle, is just oh, I'm just not getting the job satisfaction I used to. It was great, yeah. yeah. And like he was, they, he and Robbie Coltrane were delivering absolute gold throughout this film. They're beautiful um, connection, like they're mm. yeah, they're really lovely. Works really well. Mm. I just wanted more nun stuff. Like yeah. not yeah. them, not them running around with the bags. I wanted them like the teaching the class and yeah. the basket. I was like, I could watch another twenty minutes of that. And you know what? And that's less. why Sister Act is so good. Yeah, because mm. it's just her, just like I don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's a actually out of water thing, yeah. and yeah. you're just like, this is and funny. We, we could have mm. established a little bit more of a connection then with the, like those students that really liked them, and then when those students find out, oh, they were two guys, like yeah. how that would have affected them. But I, I. Despite the fact that I, I feel like we're criticising the film a fair bit from the off, it's not great, but it's definitely not bad. No. Like, like it's definitely not a I bad film. I think it's film. very, like, middle of the road. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a 10, it's not a 1. Like, it's, like, plumb in the middle. Yeah. Really good fun. What Like, if it, if, it, if it came on the telly on a Sunday afternoon, you had nothing else to do, you'd be like, yeah, I'll watch this. This is a bit of fun. Mm. It's silly. Yeah. It's not um, like I'm, I'm going to go out and, like, yeah. find a copy of this and... Put on a little pedestal. It's better than Eric the, the Viking. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's what I was worried about going into this because uh, that was obviously we did for Terry Jones's uh, yes. passing, and not all of the Python actors' films that followed the Python careers were great. No, you know, for every Fish Called Wanda, there There's is an Eric the Viking. There is an Eric the Viking. Yeah. Mm. Nuns on the Run feels like it's a little more towards Eric. a Fish Called Wanda. Oh, I, I think it's bang in the middle. You of think the it's two. bang in the middle? Yeah. I, um, yeah. So Fish Called Wander is at the good end. Yeah. Eric the Viking is at the other end. Yeah. And this one is in the middle. Particularly because they both, like, as far as that scale goes, they both have such intense nostalgia for me. Mm. Yeah. And when we rewatched Eric the Viking, I was like, not even nostalgia is saving this for me. That's true. I, it That's was, which was sad. It was still there enough to not hate it, but it wasn't enough to, mm. to actually, like, fight for the film. Yeah. Yeah. And this one. There's no nostalgia really attached to it, but I'm like, oh, that's a better film than, than Eric the Viking. Mm. Where does... Do you count Baron Munchausen in there? Because it is... Eric Idle's in it. It's directed True. by a python. Would, would you count that in the... Mm, I think it's an outlier. Yeah. I think the Gilliam films are their own entities Fair. a lot their of the own, time. Their own. The Gilliam Cinematic Universe. Yeah. A GCU. Controversial, but I, yeah, he's... Yes, he, he's a python, but he makes his own... Yeah, he's got his own thing, thing that he mm. does. So they... I guess I'd rate them in that world of generic 80s, 90s mm. um, British com- comedies, mm. rom-coms. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, the story of this film is, yeah, two criminals want to get out, uh, Brian and Charlie. They 
double cross their own gang to steal money from the triads, stealing a million pounds. But their escape is thwarted by the fact that they forgot to fuel the car up, mm-hmm. um, which was very funny. Very and pleasant. they have to hide in a nunnery, passing themselves off as nuns uh, until the heat dies down and they can flee the country. Uh, Go to Brazil. Hilarity ensues quite convincing nuns like when they i liked how they cast the rest of the nuns it was like actually they do kind of look like the other nuns in that place mm. they're built the same and so it was yeah amusing. They, they, they didn't look as out of place as they could have no that's right and i feel like had they been in the sister act universe if they'd gone in there instead of Whoopi goldberg <laughs> they would have looked really out of place yes in this one yeah less so and i think it really helps that um I think it's just something about Robbie Coltrane's face in a in a wimple, where you're just kind of like, no, that that makes sense. That looks right. Like and like, actually, Robbie Coltrane as a as a nurse when when they that were was, yes. disguised as nurses. I I used to work in a hospital and I was like, that that looks like a nurse. I used His to boobs were convincing. Mm. They were convincing. Yeah. His proportions were great. Yeah. Mm. So he um yeah it was, it was but yeah they they I think they both have good faces for the sort of traditional comedy cross-dressing yes where it's kind of like oh no i can see how people wouldn't instantly go no you, you're not who in you the say tradition you of the, the the british pantomime dames and yeah. all of that stuff and yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, a good way of putting it it felt mm. more dame-esque as opposed to lol two men in dresses yeah yeah absolutely. like it was not yeah less less white chicks no and, yeah and it more... was more um very date like mm. very pantomime more yeah. some like it hot not even though they're very different films and very yes. different yes eras some like it hot it didn't feel like the joke was that they're in the dresses the joke was that's right ha- that they're in disguise yeah it wasn't the like there's that not that um obviously the film doesn't necessarily age the best with some of the scenes in it mm. but it didn't it wasn't on the nose as much as I was wary it might be. Yeah. yeah. And like, so the scene that stands out for me in terms of being like, oh, that's an unusual choice was the scene with all the nudity. with hmm. um, Oh yeah, all the which, co-eds. Yeah, all the co-eds, <laughs> yeah. the 18 to 22 year old students who are all sharing. Stipulated, together. 18 to 22. Yes. Just it's so, legal. Just so that we know. Yes. Um, and, but, but even that scene, I went, actually this works because you have, Robbie Coltrane is Charlie sat in the middle of it and he's clearly very attracted to all of these women, but obviously... But looking away. Like trying to look away and then not being able to. And like, I, I feel as though that could have been a lot more problematic. Yeah, so much worse. I've, um, I've seen yeah. a lot worse than that. Yeah, and I feel like in this film it, it was like, It was like incidental boobs. It wasn't like, ooh, boobs. Like they weren't yeah. making them like... But, but then they built it more and more to the point where one of the girls like reached across him and so her boobs were right in his face as she went to get a towel and just him trying to maintain his composure. Yeah. Charlie just being like, mm, sister, we have to talk. Yeah. There were some fun little setups with that, like... Mm. Was that the st- when they're closer to the start when they first put on the habits where um, Eric Idle says you're not actually a nun because mm. Robbie Coltrane starts pr- acting like almost like he's a nun. I like that those little parts were thrown in. Mm. Mm. This like subtle idea that because he's a Catholic he's put on this robe and now there there is some sense of like mm. um, I don't know like he's got to behave a certain way when yeah. he's wearing it at times. I really like that though. Yeah, I, I really clever. liked that, that they made one of the characters Catholic yeah. and one not. Because one, that creates humour when you put Eric Idle in situations where... Holy, Holy Trinity. Yeah, where he doesn't know. Uh, he's small. He's, God is like a shamrock. He's small, green, and in three segments. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but conversely, having the character of Charlie being someone who is Catholic 
and has that knowledge, but also I think shows that he has some level of belief in it, but also a lot of criticisms of the church. Yeah. And at times... You'd have to. At at times when they were having those theological discussions about, like, what is the Trinity, it did feel a bit like I was reading a Terry Pratchett novel, where suddenly Mm. they were having these discussions where it's like, well, yeah, it's a religion, so it doesn't make sense because you have to believe in it. Like, that kind of stuff. It was Mm. like, this is surprisingly deep for nuns on the run, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Uh, And they didn't do a lot with it, but I appreciated that it was there. It's almost like it, it, uh, the writer was holding back. Yeah. Had a, or got he, told, you need to pull this back more. Yeah, there was a commentary a there at the start, a social mm. commentary about it at the start, and then had to Well, this is 1990s more. Britain. I'm presuming it's set in like... It was filmed in 89. It was, it was released in 90, so yeah. Yeah, and I'm presuming it was contemporary. set in London. Yeah, yeah, contemporary, but like set in London. Yeah. Or yeah. surrounds. Plus sort of thing. Yes. Like you think about what the world was like at that time. Well, it's in, in that general area of the world. Well, it's interesting to think about 10 years, 11 years previously, you had Life of Brian. Yeah. Although admittedly... And lo- how how big of a deal that was. How big was. of a deal that was and, you know, it was banned in Norway or whatever out. it was. Well, Both as produced well. produced by George Harrison. Mm. Too. Yeah. So Life of Brian, what year was Life of Brian? 79. Yeah. Okay. So Life of Brian, 79. And just thinking like about British like media and specifically about like theatre and the restrictions that they had on it at that time, mm. um, like post-World War Two. Because that really put a damper on a lot of things that they could actually put onto a stage mm. because, of, you know, we couldn't have the kind of the royal family on thing. We can't do like all this kind of stuff. So mm. there was a, a reasonable amount of, of censorship. And even thinking about like, you know, obviously late 70s is Life of Brian. Late 70s is also Godspell. Late 70s is also Jesus Christ Superstar. And I'm bringing this back to musicals because it kind of links contextually with the stuff. Mm. But like people were really pissed about those musicals. Mm. They were really pissed off about them. And like you said, it's only like an 11-year jump. And which, yeah. Well, which makes me think that Nuns on the Run seems like a pretty tame film, I think, by our standards. You know, one, uh, e- even the nudity scene feels yeah. quite Yeah, quite I was tame. like, oh, tits, even, all right. Even though it was unexpected. <laughs> but even for the 80s slash 90s. Yeah, mm. very. Mm, it's it's pretty restrained. But maybe for British, I'm thinking more American. Yeah, yeah Amer- American ones, films were going there. It's but- very American. Is, there is an American kind of feel feel to this film yeah yeah and i i I think it works but also i think it's i I think what is nice is the nuns that aren't the fake nuns the real nuns Mm. have an edge to them like it feels like there's a real like a real world edge to them well they're 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 naughty Mm. they're having sex they're stealing money they're gambling they're They're living and that's just sister mary and then you hear the what Robbie Coltrane's character says about original sin, which is iconic. Mm. Like, if you think about that and how controversial that line is in mm. the context of religion, this idea that, well, I think it's fine to have a man in my bed because without original sin, we don't need Jesus. Mm. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty full on. Mm. And then you've got these nuns who are good people, mm. but they're, f- they're, and it's like, oh, we got end. this. We got this money by dubious means. Thank you, God, for this money. Yeah, it's a yeah. sign from God. Well, Thanks. You know, we, we arguably know. all religion we're, gets their money. We're from not gonna. Means. We're not gonna yeah. look a gift horse in the mouth. Look, this we, got yeah. dropped in our laps. We, we know. We know the head of the order worked a mission in East LA. So. That was so funny. That yeah. was a very funny line. Yeah. There were some zingers in there. Yeah, it's, there were. It's I feel funny. like it's the kind of thing you'd need to watch again to like pick up on them. I feel like you'd get a different one every time because like even at the beginning there were things that I was missing. Because I was not quite in the rhythm of it, and then the further I got along, like the more direct the language was becoming, and it was less conversational. We're just having a chat, and it mm. was more 
kind of scripty. You know what yeah. I mean? How sometimes you yeah. have things and they're just like... And like the image of um, Eric Idle and uh, Camille Kaduri. Uh, um, yeah, Camille Kaduri. When, when they get together at the end of the film and they kiss, but he's in a full nun's outfit. And that lady in the background, just that extra, just being like, what the... Yeah. Just so good. But like that image of, even though we know it's a man, of like, like a nun kissing a yeah. woman would have been like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that's what in here. Yeah. yeah. Is there going to be um debubu about... The controversy, if there was any controversy. There isn't, there isn't much. Uh, Interesting. So, I'm wondering if there was. I mean, it, well, not on the IMDb, but in terms of... How Maybe f- if it was a bigger film. Th- yeah. I mean, the film got um, mixed reviews. Yeah. Um, and it was criticised in the US for a lack of depth and excessive use of nuns for humour was what it was cited <laughs> as. Uh, Roger Ebert said, uh, quote... Why do filmmakers so often insist that nuns are funny? I bet yeah. there are some psychological reasons buried around here somewhere, end quote. Fair. So, um, yeah, people were like, um, essentially, it, it was mixed. People were like, it's it's fun, but it's not fantastic. Uh, a reviewer for the New York Times said, uh, quote, it makes everyone in the audience feel like a rascally eight-year-old, a, a, <laughs> an age at which whoopee cushions, when they work, seem like the greatest invention since firecrackers, end quote. This is why I liked the film when I was nine. <laughs> and continue to like it today. Yes. <laughs> but it is fun. It Like, it is fun. You, you get a sense that, like, nothing's really that serious. The stakes uh, are not high. And that's Even what... though they try to tell you they are and that's the thing like i maybe lean more into the fact the stakes aren't actually that high or fully lean into like no it's a grim grim yeah. world grim london you know bob hoskins is coming to break yeah. your nuts off or whatever totally yeah um but but it, it it's fine it, it works it was more burn after reading than it was like oceans 11 yeah <laughs> yeah on the, on the spectrum of like oh it's a heist and yeah that's that's scary fair. things going on it's a good comparison yeah yeah I want to watch Burn After Reading now. Though. That's the <laughs> I love Burn After Reading. Um, God, what a great film. Let's talk about... Let's talk about this one, though. Let, well, let's talk about Robbie Coltrane. Let's oh, let's talk about... Our, he's our, really good in yeah, this. Yeah, our dearly departed... Uh, I'm going to say friend. He feels like a friend. He um, grabs this film and takes it with him. Mm. Like He holds this film together, I think. He takes a fire axe and just breaks open the Convenient cupboard of this fire film. axe. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there in any of the other shots, nope. as far as I could tell, but doesn't matter. Um, he, He's a really good match mm. for Eric Idle in mm. terms of the energy. Like, they're a really good bouncing off point for each other, yep. which and, I think makes it. And when you think about, like, at the time, like, Eric Idle is already Eric famous, Idle. Like, yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's Eric Idle. Oh, my goodness. Um, Robbie Coltrane, who's had a career up to this point mm. uh, that's been relatively successful, but not to the same level as Eric Idle in terms of international notoriety. Um, if he was... Uh, a little, I don't know, feeling um, inferiority or anything like that. It didn't show. No, not at all. Because his performance is really, really fun. It's great seeing him in a leading role. So mm. I think you think about by that point he would have, he's had a, at least a decade long career mm. in comedy, because the comic strip guys that started in the early eighties, mm. and he probably would have been around before that. And it's taken this long for him to get a leading role. It's like, oh, this is such a missed opportunity for this mm. for this actor. You mm. know, I think, yeah, he could have been an iconic comical character on television for a at long any time, point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's exciting to see him in that role and just kind of chew up the scenery because he's so good. Yeah, mm. and it, it was nice that his career sort of, it, I mean, it did take off in the 90s. Yeah. Because you had mm. The Pope Must Die at. Oh, that's right. Die slash diet, depending on who writes the title. Uh, that was the following year. 
you remember Hey Hey at Saturday? Yep. Remember the funny photos section? Yep. That every time I think of that film, mm. I think of a funny photo. Um, that you know when people used to take in, send in their photos that they'd found, mm. and one of them was of a movie screening, and they were screening two movies, but it, they ran into each other. The, the and one it said the Pope must die in bed with Madonna because they were the two films out at that time. Wow. I always think I'd like to see that film. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, and then of course later in the nineties, he was in two James Bond films. Was he? Yeah, he was in Goldeneye and The World Is Not Enough. Goldeneye. He was uh, Valentin uh, Zukovsky. Um, yeah, he was like this Russian Eastern European guy that Bond would... To like John no Rhys Davies. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Same sort of... Cool. And then, of course, he was Hagrid and that was him for 10 yeah. years, basically. And Cracker around that time. And, of course, uh, the best film from the 2000s, Van Helsing. <laughs> he was Mr. Hyde. He was wow. at, at the start when it's uh, Dr. Yeah. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He, he did all the voice stuff for, for Hyde. I just remember, the thing that I remember from Van Helsing is the carriage exploding, exploding. like a car chase. Yeah. <laughs> we we haven't done um Oh, we really Van need Helsing. to. It's I terrible. It. Oh. The Hugh Jackman one. Yeah. Yeah. I was it's... working at a video shop when that came out and I had a giant Hugh Jackman cut out from that film. Mm. I had that in a Neo and we used to hide it around other people's houses. You'd take it in my car and that's so people would open doors and be like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I, do you know what I had for a while? And I can't remember what we did to it. I won a competition, a Spice Girls competition from Barbie magazine. <sighs> cool. In 2000. And I, no, it was, it was 2001. And so this was after they'd broken up yeah. and we're just going with the four of them. And so I won this competition with Barbie magazine and they sent me a bunch of merch. And one of the things was a cutout of the four Splice Girls, Sweet. like a cardboard cutout, but I didn't know it had arrived. And all I heard was bang, 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 <laughs> and the dog going bananas from the other end of the house. And I was like, what the fuck? And I came into the front room and mum had like put the cardboard cutout on the wall, like Screw the cardboard cutout. She, it was the giant bubble wrap that's the size of like 20 cent coins. <laughs> cool. She put it on the floor and she was just running over it. And I was like, what are you doing? She said, oh, you got a cardboard cutout. I'm like, what are you doing to Irrelevant. the bubble wrap? Bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. In short, Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> we will miss you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. Yeah. No, it, it, but You're yeah. still not the leading character of this I podcast. Know, I know. It's about it's your so death. It's not a, there's, there's not a lot to say about the film. It was fun. It no, was silly. No, but we're talking about he Robbie Coltrane specifically at great. this point. You know, I mean, I'm sure he liked the Spice Girls, but he would he 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 could have yeah. been, been in their movie. Well, I mean, the thing the fact he could is, have, but Meatloaf was in it. Yeah, instead. true. Meatloaf was true. in it instead, and Stephen Fry. But then <laughs> he goes on and he plays Hagrid, and yeah. is really good in those films. And like, yeah. I haven't rewatched the Harry Potter films in quite a while, and mm. um, we will do it eventually for this program. We'll find somebody again, the, and we'll be like, the, "Oh no, the, all the these people are dead." Jesus, a child. But yeah, so I mean, many of them. Yeah, and yet Maggie Smith still knocking around. Oh my god, yeah, Maggie Smith. I'm Mildred just saying. Staunton. I'm just saying. Like so many people, but she, meanwhile, meanwhile, we've lost and Alan. Rick- will never die. We've oh. lost Alan Rickman. We've lost Helen McCrory, who is oh, Nurse yeah. Malfoy. We've lost one of the Robbie Coltrane, one of the Slytherins. Yeah. Yeah. He was very young as well, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he he got murdered. I know. He was an amazing boxer, wasn't he? Uh, Yeah. Just took a turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now, of course, yeah, Robbie Coltrane, Robbie as, Coltrane. as you say, which yeah. um, you know, it's it it, it 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 is very sad. But there is a a, a pretty decent body of work. I mean, this thing. Richard Harris. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no, we yeah. Yeah, Richard Harris. Probably should have mentioned that one. Yeah. Uh, he died so early on. Yeah. That was so long ago. Like that was it was like ten years. Mm. John because Hurt. 
Yeah, John oh, Hurt. God, stop oh. it. Okay, no, okay. Stop. We'll stop. But, well, then talk to me about Robbie Coltrane. Okay. He's also dead. He's, no. he's in the best um, episode of The Young Ones. He's in Bambi. Ah, yes, of course. He, he feeds the, um, the eclair that falls on, falls on them to the elephant yes. that Tony Robinson brings in. <laughs> Dr. Not the Nine. Calm yourself, Dr. Not the Nine O'Clock News. It's my favorite line. <laughs> Yeah, and the nice thing Human is... Human beings is, the size of amoebas. The nice thing is, though, because he was rarely the lead, but there's so many different things where yeah. he's a part of it. Yeah. Where he turns up. He's so an like, integral part of it, too. Yeah. So, yeah. like, when you watch those Harry Potter films, people will always be like, Hagrid. There's, there's no Hogwarts without you, Hagrid. Yeah, mm, and, like, yeah. and also, like, Aww. one of the characters that is genuinely non-problematic from that franchise. Yeah. Uh, when you consider others, like, oh, you boy. know, Snape or... Basically, Don't get me started on Snape discourse. Let's, my God. let's not. But yeah, no, yeah so like there. he's there, and again, it's like, like you say, discourse. Yes. But it's, it's, <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Robbie, Robbie Coltrane popping up in these things. It's it's always a nice. It, it, it's nice. It's it obviously it's extremely. Speaking of nice surprises, I was so stoked when Camille Kajuri turned up because I didn't know mm. she was in this, and I was like, oh, Camille Kajuri. Yeah, I love her. She's great. Yeah, um, she's oh, very funny. Yeah. she's really fun. And as somebody who's very short sighted. <laughs> I feel that I like when she ran into the pole I was like I've done that <laughs> like, all three of those leads mm. were like when you look at it from a, like the conventions of comedy yeah it was so beautifully done there was they were silly but subtle mm. yeah so there was nothing and, subtle about the movie itself but all of the nothing was played for laughs it was just yeah. played in the moment it was really great mm. and see. she had some fantastic pratfalls the thing that kind of annoys me sometimes about like female parts in comedy is that it's like oh haha but like lol they're actually very sexy and they're just like you know the, the, the sexiness is the punchline mm. whereas this it was the clumsiness but not in a way like you know how like nowadays a lot of you know books and narratives that they're like oh we're gonna make this female character not a mary sue we're gonna make her relatable she's gonna be clumsy like bella from twilight was just you know these these kind of things and then you've got something like this where i'm like no i legitimately like get like yeah <laughs> it's a bridget jones i love that before bridget jones even yeah existed. it was that like a little yeah. bit little bit ditzy not the brightest star in the universe not an idiot though not an idiot and like mm. just genuinely stacking it over things yeah. like genuinely like a very sweet and a little bit naive but and she is very good looking and like she is beautiful and she's, they've got that bit yeah. where she's sat and just in a little sweater mm. but she can hold her, her own right out. on yeah. screen yeah. with her comedy, comedy icons and yeah you go, and you see them appreciate that in her as well. There's just those yeah. scenes with her and Eric Idle, which yeah. is the first scene where they meet. It's yeah. like there's an appreciation here of what they're both bringing to the mm. to the screen here. It's yeah. really, I, I really enjoyed watching that dynamic between them two. Yeah, yeah she's just great. And like, you know, like my, my introduction to her was playing Rose Tyler's mom on Doctor Who and she's very funny in that as well. Just like stitch this, mate, slaps him. Just she was such a great character in that. And she she plays a very similar sort of character not so much like th that ditzy naive thing a little bit yes but much older and a bit more jaded and she's just brilliant she's just great and i haven't seen her in a lot of things and i'm just like man let me give this lady more things to do. she's fantastic yeah i mm. love her yeah no it was it was good it was pretty pretty well balanced it was fun you know they get fun, away in the silly. end they get, they get they get on the plane they yeah. go to brazil they're dressed as air hostesses. Feels a lot like get more poor makeup man's fish called Wanda. I was <laughs> thinking that at that time. It did make me think maybe they should have had Kevin Klein as the, the Yeah, baddie. the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. That would have been. That would have made it a really lot more scary. Like poor man's 
poor man's fish got one. Just heist, mm. plane. Yep. Disguises. X Python. Uh, yeah. Yep. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Excellent. <laughs> well, Vale, uh, Robbie Coltrane, uh, who I can confirm did play Michael Moon in one episode of Frasier. Uh, ah, so I, there I you did go. remember that. So uh, well done. Yes, uh, and many, many other things as well. Uh, would you like some trivia about nuns on the run? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. All of this trivia comes from IMDb. If it's not true, don't blame me. There's not a lot of it. I'm going to throw it out there. There's not a lot of it, but there is some. Okay. We've got some little little tidbits here. Short and quick. Michael Palin was offered the role of Charlie McManus ahead of Robbie Coltrane. Really? But he was unavailable and had to turn it down. Good. So, yeah, this, yeah. Was, this was almost a, a two-python Love film. him. Mm. Would have been a very different film. Yeah. Yeah. Very different character. I feel like it should have been an either-or for the role of Brian. Yeah. Because I could see Palin playing that role that Eric Idle did mm. and doing it quite well, particularly mm. all the "but I love her" kind of stuff, like the, like those real moments of con- confliction going on in yeah. his head. But no, I think oh, Robbie Coltrane was a much better choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is one of two comedies where the two male lead characters impersonate members of the clergy, which launched within three months of each other during the 1989-1990 period. Um, the other movie was "We're No Angels." which came out in late 1989, starring Robert De Niro and Sean Penn. That's right. Pretending to be priests. That's right. Mm. I only have vague memories of an ad on, you know, yeah. before your VHSs, mm. fast-forwarding through an ad for that. Do you think there's a shared universe there? Do you think we'll, we'll see them run into each other? Like Shaun of the Dead style? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just all about cons playing clergy <laughs> yeah. members. Bless you, bless you, bless you, yeah. bless you. <laughs> in a confessional booth Ooh, Ooh. cool uh, this movie wasn't actually the first film that featured both Eric Idle and Robbie Coltrane mm-hmm. uh, it was the second they both appeared although not together in 1985's National Lampoon's National Lampoon's European Vacation right I remember I don't remember Robbie Coltrane's role but I remember Eric Idle as the man who gets hit by the car on the bike and then keeps bleeding but insisting that he's not hurt <laughs> I haven't seen that. I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's the only one of the National Lampoons that I've seen. I watched it. It was like an SBS 2005 like late night thing where it just happened to be on. SBS and you like just that. can't look away. Yeah, and you're like, I'm mm. a teenager. I yes. I'm just going to watch this. What is this? <laughs> we love SBS. Um, and yeah, Eric, I'm pretty sure it's Eric Idle, and he's on a bike. And the car hits him by accident. And he stood there going, oh, no, like being a very apologetic Englishman. But blood is pissing from his Perfect. arm. Yeah. What an awesome gag. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Is I'll... your car all right? <laughs> yeah. <I'll>... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll find it afterwards. It's great. That's brilliant. And finally, this was the first cinema movie directed by Jonathan Lynn for five years. Uh, his previous film had been 1985's Clue. And it was, was he traumatized by it? Because it didn't go very well, Clue. It didn't, but having done Clue on this program and now having done this, Clue's, Clue's, a, a Clue's tighter. Clue's yeah. a much yeah. better film. But also, I feel like Clue is... I think Clue benefits from... Didn't Jonathan Landis have something to do with Clue? Isn't there someone else? I can't remember. I'm going to look. Yeah. Because uh, I, it feels like a tighter script, Clue. Yeah. Oh, no, it was um, the fellow that wrote um, Yes Minister wrote right. the script for that. Yeah, so that's probably what what the difference is mm. is the script was a lot tighter and also i do think that the cast was probably better set up to succeed 
Yeah. Because the characters they were playing were bigger archetypes. Mm. Yeah, John Landis wrote it. There we go. That's... I... Um, I remember that. So it had, mm. and again, if you're looking at the mixing of American and British, I feel like Clue's a lot more successful. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because it, it's got a, it's got a British feel to Clue, even though it's, even though mm. it's very, very American. American. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fun bits with that. I, I really like the chase at the end. That I car chase was, a, was pretty good. And like, and then how everyone got their comeuppance in the hospital. Yeah. Which was done in a way where. It made sense, but it was quite chaotic. The bit that I lost interest because I was like, oh, this has gone. I, it, it didn't end up going anywhere. But when they tied up the nun, because I was yes. cause I was going, oh, well, she's lost $50,000. So clearly that money is going to go. They, they needed the retribution of giving $50,000 to them. I, I feel like that was a missed mm. opportunity. They could have given it to Mary. To that's go. what they should have done, not tied her up. Yeah, we'll give they you this. They should have said, we'll give you this money if you shut up. And then yeah. she would have gone. And then that's another sin because she's taking that money. It would have, would have worked mm-hmm. much ni- more nicely than... It, it didn't end up being a problem because she comes out with a gun and untied. Yeah. They're very terrible at tying people up, I've noticed. Yeah, because there's, that, uh, there's nurses that they steal the yeah. uniforms from also. Yeah, Which nurses, could have been a running game. There's gag. nurses yeah. in his sexy matching lingerie and like, because that's uh, absolutely what nurses were. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah the it, hospitals it, give it out. In a, in a know, Brit- it's like Mormon undies, but they're yeah. nurse undies. <laughs> yeah, in a British comedy film. Absolutely, yeah, all the yes, nurses yeah. wear sexy, sexy underwear. Have you not seen a carry-on film? Carry-on nurse? I yeah. No, look, I, yeah. I know, I know the trope. I know yeah. the trope. <laughs> I, I just really enjoyed that joke. Not so much for the uh, the lingerie, but for the one-legged man on crutches in the background who Falling fainted out, out, like just <laughs> in soft doorway. focus, fainting through the doorway was just wonderful. <laughs> um, and again, yeah, everyone kind of got their comeuppance in a really nice way. Yeah, uh, in a way that felt pantomime. Pleasant. Yeah, pleasant. It was pantomime. It was. It was, is, it yeah. was a pantomime. Yeah. Um, so it's time for us to score the film. That went quick. Uh, it, it felt like it went quick, uh, but this is about the length of an episode. Great. Yeah, it's. I we think did it went, well. I think we it did, went with quick. Not much to work from. <laughs> yeah, look, look. I think it went quick because we were having such a good time, and also because we had a couple of non sequiturs in there True. about the Spice Girls and other things. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, we did pause it halfway through so you could tell a story. That's true, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, look, look, I, I, it's not a fantastic film. Like, I will say that, that like... It's that, fun. It, but it is fun. And Great. I am glad that we did it. I'm not glad that Robbie Coltrane had to die for us to no. do it. But I'm, I'm glad that we, we had the opportunity. But Eric Idle has come through prostate cancer. That's true. So he yeah, has. It's, there's swings and roundabouts in this film. Indeed. Yes. Um... Ellen. Yes. It was your first time watching Nuns on the Run. It was. What score would you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it five nun wimples <laughs> out of 10. It was it was very middle of the road for me. Like, I feel like I probably would have enjoyed this a lot more like as a kid, but also mm. been like, oh my God, boobs. Ah. Um, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. There were some bits where I was like, yeah, okay. But ultimately, it was fun. It was silly. Okay. Middle of the road. What about yourself, Tegan? So about 30 minutes in, I was going to give it a six and a half. Mm -hmm. Then about 45 minutes in, that went to a six. Mm -hmm. Then by the end, no, then it went down to a five. About about 70 minutes in. And then it went up to a five and a half. Because okay. it got better at the end, so it was it was a roller coaster, but it's a five and a half justified boobs out of ten. They were very justified. Yes. It was important that we saw, and those we saw boobs. five and a half of them, yeah, plus more, yeah, because we got a lot of side boob. We did, yeah, that so, counts as a half. Yeah, you add up enough side boob, you get a half. Yeah, 
I yeah, I feel like five's probably about right. Yeah. I, like, but but like normally five is not great. No, it's just five because it's it's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the five and a half. Um, yeah. Because I feel like it's slightly slightly better than average. Yeah. So it should be there. So uh, I'm gonna give it five and a half. It's better than Green Book, which I gave. <sighs> yes, it is better than Green Did Book. Did I give five to Green? Book? Goes goes without saying. I'm gonna give it five and a half. Uh, dropped machetes out of 10 <laughs> I, I do enjoy a scene where characters have loads of weapons on them and keep dropping them. how many gags from austin powers were in this as well yeah. oh yeah mike myers was watching he's this definitely the, watched taking notes yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah he he was like spectacles testicles well at much. Watch. Hello. Yes. even the dropped gag like mm. although that's a that's a young one's gag as well yeah. there's i mean but there's just so many that you're like oh this is very you can see what is derivative from this film. Mm -hmm. So it's clearly been on someone's radar, probably because of the Python Mm. connection. Mm. I'd say so, yeah. Mm. They're like, a lot of people don't know about this. Yeah. I can can take this. this. Nobody will know where it's from. That all looks smart. It's an homage. It's okay. It's an homage. It's an homage. It's a theft. (laughs) Yes. But they're thieves. It's a heist of comedy. But, but we're the good guys. The so it's okay, heist, yes. it's okay for us to have Mike this joke. Mike Myers is the good guy. Yeah, yeah, Mike Myers. It's okay for us to have this joke. because It's we're like Robin Hood, but with jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Tegan and Ellen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of You're the Cinema Catch Club. Thanks for having God me. God bless. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> and for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. Uh, this... No, thank you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Uh, this won't be our last in memoriam episode. Uh, oh. I'm afraid oh, to say. Jesus. Uh, right, right? No, no, no I, it's not that I know somebody is about to die. It's more, <laughs> um, it's more we haven't done an Angela Lansbury yet. Oh. So uh, we will be doing an Angela Lansbury film in the next Stop couple of weeks. Do Shh, don't give it away. Oh. It's it, it could... it's National Velvet. It's yeah. National Velvet. <laughs> yeah, it's Gaslight. It's Gaslight. It's Beauty of the Beast. Wait, no, we already did that. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, yes, we will be doing Bedknobs and Broomsticks uh, in a couple of weeks uh, for the late great Angela Lansbury. Uh, if you want to hear that episode, or indeed any of the back catalogue, it's getting close to 300 episodes, guys. <gasps> uh, We're going to have to do something for 300. Yeah. Rocky Horror. <laughs> Mm, I was going to go a little more literal. But oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. Uh, I haven't seen it either. What a disappointment. Hey, Stephen, <laughs> yes. we could totally set it up out the back. Oh, true. We have that cinema in our back garden that we can... Do. No, but we could do like what we did up at the. That's at true. Yes. Okay. We'll have yeah, a nice little projector going. Okay. On. We'll we'll have the, we'll, we'll we'll keep all of our uh, production meetings off air. But uh, yes, yeah. it may happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give you ten bucks if you keep this on air. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Are you on the Patreon? I am. <laughs> there you go. You probably already have given it. That's true. I've given this place so many. <laughs> I don't know. That's more maths than I can do. But I've given this podcast a lot of money. That's true. Okay. When there's money in my account. And it's all appreciated. <laughs> if you want to be like Tegan and give us And money, pay your way onto the podcast. Yes. It, yeah. It can be done. It, it, People have done ta-da! it before. And they'll do it again. Uh, but we have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. Uh, you get bonus goodies and extras. And yes, buy your way onto the program. <laughs> Uh, you can also subscribe as I was saying we have a back catalogue of close to 300 episodes Uh, you can listen to the episodes as they come out by being subscribed iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify all of those services Um, we can be found there you can go back and listen to the old ones 41 of them are me yeah 50 plus of them are me and unfortunately all of them are me Uh, but yes uh, hopefully you'll you'll, uh, go back and enjoy and find some films we've done a couple of 
We, well, we've done Fish Called Wanda. We have. Uh, we've done Baron Munchausen, even though that doesn't really count. We've done Eric the Viking. We've we done Spice World. We've done Spice, Spice World. World. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to go back and listen to we've any of those. We've done Life of Brian. We have done Life we have of done Brian. We've done Holy Grail. We've done Holy Grail. Holy we, Grail was one of the early ones. Meaning of Life. We, we have haven't done <gasps> Meaning of Life. Love that film. So we will get there one day. That's my first Python film. It was mine too. Yeah. My first was Holy Grail. Um, a good, good one for the first one. But yes. It was a good one. There's all that. And finally... Facebook. You can find us there. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club and you can get news and updates. Nudes. Can get nudes. nudes. Yeah, you get, can get nudes. Yeah, we, we post uh, nun nudes. Uh, Nuns and wangs. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> yep, because that won't get us kicked off at all. Uh, I promise nudes uh, on the... Newt nudes. On Your the page. new character, Nobby Coltrane. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, erect idol. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's it for this week. We hope you all have a great time. Speak to you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.